I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. I'm really excited to welcome a new sponsor to the show. Uh, we're, we're careful about the sponsors that we involve. I really am not into really pushing products unless it's something that I use myself and like and, and want to share with all of you. And so I've been trying out Finn and, um, and I, I really like it. And so I'm excited to talk to you about it. Finn is a high quality virtual assistant uh, you can use it to, to handle all kind of tasks like scheduling meetings, booking travel, buying gifts, or even more complicated things like hiring freelancers, building websites. I'm just starting to use it and um, finding you know a lot of fun, fun ways to save time, take things off my plate. Um, I'll let you know as we go in, in the weeks to come, you know, the different things that I come up with. So far, you know, I used it to cancel a subscription, some, some software I wasn't using. I'm embarrassed to say I'd been paying like $60 a month for the last two years without using this thing, and I uh, just never got around to it. So I hit Finn, cancel that for me, it's done. Um, I'm using it to do LinkedIn research to help me find some candidates of uh, people I need to hire. It's fast, easy, affordable. Um, basically everything a great assistant can do. And uh, what I really like about it is that you, there's so many ways to, uh, to access Finn. You can use their website, send them an email, a text. There's a mobile app. You can even just send them a voice message and they, they jump on it. You can try it now for free. I've got uh, my very own link just for Rebel Radio listeners and I'm excited to share it with you at no cost. Get over to fin.com slash rebel. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Fin.com slash R-E-B-E-L. Fin.com slash rebel. I want to hear how you're using it. Um, hit, me, hit me up on social. Let me know if you tried out Fin, what you think. And, uh, you know, I'd love to share ideas about how we can all be more productive. Yo, this is Retina. I'm on Rebel Radio with Gorilla One. A-dub, M-S-K, to the death. The fuck you, Josh? What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh -huh. Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I talk to the Rebels who are shaping youth culture. We find out how they do it, why they do it, and what you can do to get a little piece of the pie for yourself. We're also the only show that features new music every week from EDM.com. We're back with a new episode. This is one of our Artwork Rebels series where we talk to the icons of graffiti, street art, photography, all of that stuff uh, with my co-host Eddie Donaldson of Gorilla One and Road Division. If you want to see what Eddie's up to, uh, you can check him out on social or I think it's growdivision.com. My guest today is Retina. 
we uh, we visited Retina in his in his studio and um, got a got a chance to spend a little time with him there. If you're not familiar with Retina, he's an LA legend. You'll see his work on walls, billboards, worldwide, and uh, increasingly in art galleries. He's also one of the artists featured at the new Beyond the Streets exhibit here in uh, downtown LA, curated by uh, Roger Gassman, who's um, also a, a friend of the show. And if you haven't seen Beyond the Streets, I highly encourage you to get down there. It's an incredible show of um, so much graffiti, so much of the history of, of graffiti and street art from all over the world. It's great, great stuff. Uh, anyway, Retina is going to share his amazing journey um, from, you know, from the streets to uh, being a worldwide superstar of art and, uh, and some lessons in how he's learned to get out of his own way. We'll get into that right after our EDM.com track of the week. EDM.com track of the week. Get over to EDM.com, check out more new music. And now let's get into the interview with Rex. Amazing. Well, thanks for doing this, man. I know you have a lot going on. Thank you. Slanging artwork and, and everything else. So I appreciate you taking time out. I appreciate you guys uh, coming. Dude, I, I always like to get into like how shit got started. How it got started? Which, so, which part? Well, I want let's go all the way back. Um, do you remember the first art that like impacted you as a kid? The first art that impacted me as a kid. Oof. Well, okay, as as a graffiti writer, right? First art. Okay, let me, okay. Now you got me thinking. Okay, first art that impacted me that I kind of remember would be Lowrider low Magazine, uh -huh. right? The back, the back pages, right? Yeah. They used to draw the, the little Lowrider cars with the big rims and the trucks yeah. and all that. And I remember, you know, some of like probably like the prison drawings that were in there, the big mustache and, mm -hmm. you know, so I remember trying to emulate some stuff like that. You know, uh, I'd be drawing these, these, these drawings that looked like I had been there. Right. I totally forgot about that. That's funny. Yeah, and I would draw like, you know, heart motorcycle dudes driving around their bikes and stuff. So that yeah. that was like 80, 86 or something. But that that was a big influence. And then there was there was a, a neighbor that I had that he was really, really good at drawing the, the low riders. And I would always ask him. But that, that was my one of the first memories I have. I know there's something prior to that. That's um, a good one. You know, I see. I, yeah. I remember those. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty. You know, that that definitely influenced me. You know, so I started drawing all these little cars and shit yeah. like that. And it probably relates to why I like cars now. You know what I mean? Sure. So it was an early thing on. But then w when I was first going to answer that question, I was thinking about my graffiti career. And mm. you know, I remember going on the freeway, and it was funny that you brought up risk because I remember seeing his pieces off the side of the freeway. Yeah. And that was very impactful. You know, seeing yeah. West Coast art on the 10 freeway, you know, uh, just just and risky and whisk and all those guys and sir and whatnot, you know, that that was a big, 
big moment in my life where I didn't really know what graffiti was, but I knew that mm. that's what I wanted to do because okay. it just made me feel good. Yeah. You know, and I've always said this in interviews and I didn't realize all the things that that came with. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't sure. know I'd be friends with some, you know, a, a lot of those people over of the course. years, you know. But of course. Yeah, that that was that was very impactful for sure. What else were you into as a kid? Were you into music? Um, you know what? I I was into music. Love 80s music. I'm an 80s kid, right? What? But you know what's funny? I didn't understand music, right? You you sing along with the stuff, yeah. right? And it wasn't until I started writing words in my paintings. Oh, right, really? That I started to actually hear what they were saying. So, you know, it was kind of interesting. It was like one of these epiphanies that I had 15 years later. And I was like, oh, shit, that's what they were talking about? I think that's a trip like this. So, you know back then now we have access to every lyric correct if you want to look shit up and like how many I, how many songs like i just had the shit all wrong no doubt that's, no that's, doubt. that's no the doubt. same thing i said i was like wow i didn't realize this was what i was you know kind yeah. of emulating or, or or you know hemming to and then so you know it's funny. interesting as a kid you know and, and and some of the music was freaky deaky stuff and what's you know, it like which, what, what's a what's a early song that you remember like early loving? Song. I don't. I'm right now. What what well, am I thinking? It it, 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 it takes two to make a thing go right. Remember that last week we were dancing on Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, beat it. Early, early love making music. You yeah. Know what I'm Prince. Prince. Yeah. Which was sure. big. You know, music definitely played a role. Music is still a role. You know, th throughout the schools, I went to a lot of uh, uh, private schools right early on, hence where I kind of picked up graffiti, and. Um, you know, but as I transferred to different schools, you know, I met different people that, mm -hmm. you know, lived in some of the houses. Like, you know, I, I went to school at a place called St. Timothy's uh, by Rancho Park. You know, that was like sixth, was a seventh grade, seventh, eighth grade. And, you know, one of my partners there, uh, he, he went by the name Front, right? His name was Pierre. And their parents owned, um, or his grandparents owned Golden Bird Chicken. I don't know if you guys remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. Being you know, a bomb chicken, bro. And so they used to live in Nat King Cole's old house on 401 yeah. Murfield. Okay. So I grew up painting in there as well. Wow. You know, used to go to school with Shaka Khan's son, mm. uh, Damian Holland. He was a graffiti right? writer as well. You know, went by the name of, uh, was it Rack or Rack? It was Rack, R-A-K. Okay. You know, and uh, so, so yeah, I was, I've, it's definitely, I've been around it, yeah. you know, and those were just early, early, early stages. Of Wait, it. I should have asked first, how, how, how'd you guys meet? How'd you meet how did me and Eddie meet? Mm. Uh, me and Eddie met, I think there's been different... Uh, Levels of introduction? Correct. <laughs> You know, like uh, but, at a yard or an event uh, or whatever. But but early on, you know, Eddie Eddie was always doing, you know, helping out the culture, kind of, you know, moving it forward. That's right. You know, giving us certain opportunities, right? You know, what, whether it came from, you know, work, working with other brands and whatnot. I remember we were supposed to do something at Fred Siegel, was it, for like Ibisu? Ibisu yeah, jeans that's and stuff. funny. That's a that long right? ass time ago. Yeah, we were going to paint on jeans and shit. Right, oh, right, right, right. That's right. But, but also, like you Colin know, I was, I was from a different crew, and I think I had got into something. And we'll talk about this now, but obviously it's not something I'm proud of. Well, I'm, I'm grateful to you guys, but I was doing a show at the 360 Lounge. I believe it was up, up on Sunset and Vine. And one of the bouncers, uh, you know, it was a dope spot. We had this thing called the music box and we would throw these parties up there with me and my boy, Jesse Roach. Mm. And we would put the artwork up there. That's kind of where I would show some of my posters. And I don't know what happened. One of the fucking bouncers were fucking tripping. We were young and then he fucking broke my nose and fucking just fucked me up inside the, inside the elevator. And, and then I remember getting, and I was solo. I, I remember getting in the car, I was in the Thunderbird at the time. And I pulled up to Seaward, Seaward and Melrose. And I mm -hmm. had a piece right there on the corner. 
And I didn't call nobody, I didn't, you know what I mean? I was just sitting there just like bleeding out, you know, tearing up or whatever, like these motherfuckers just, I was pissed. And all of a sudden this car comes up with like four or five people and it's like, it's, it's Eddie, Push, I think, was it Mystic? Mystic, maybe Eclipse. Eclipse. It was four of you guys, yeah, I, I believe. Remember, but yeah. And then they just roll up on me, and then they were like, yo, what happened? And I'm just like, you know, the, it, it's funny because there's moments you think that you're, you're not friends with people, you know, because of the right. graffiti uh, rivalries and whatnot. And then what was amazing to me, here are some people that I didn't really know, but saw me kind of all broken down and shit. And I was like, what, 16, 17? I forget how old I was. And then they were like, yo, what happened? You know, let's help you out. And it was, and they took me over to the gorilla. It was gorilla yeah, the one gorilla office one. on Third and La Brea. Yeah, mm-hmm. cleaned me up. You know, made me feel better. I think we tried to go ride on the fools, but he was like, nah, let's just chill. You know. Yeah, they were, and, and, and it was one of the, the, it was a great moment for me to kind of understand, you know, you, you sometimes make up things in your head and you think that you're not friends with people or people don't care about you. But, you know, they, you know, you could be on opposite spectrums of, of where you guys grow up. Sure. But at the same time, you know, they don't want anything bad to happen to you and they kind of uplift you. And I remember that was a big moment uh, for me to kind of, kind of, you know, feel better because, you know, they, they had definitely rolled. Well, for us, for us, what was different about then and what's different about now is like there was, we all shared a common interest regardless of how we were separate. Yeah. You could see people and you knew they were like us because yeah, yeah. of their either their tattoo or their gear or some paint on their jeans. Now you can go to Barney's and get some retina jeans. Not right. really, but they look like some jeans right, that he right. paints in. So it's like anything could bring you together mm-hmm. as easily as anything could separate you back in those days. Right. But we just really all wanted to be close to other people who were like us Correct. because it wasn't a trend or a fad. It was yeah, like yeah. a lifestyle that we weren't really shined. It wasn't shiny then. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, the graffiti guys. You know? right. So we were looking for any opportunity to connect with people that we're down for their shit. And, and that's true. And, so and, and true. I wanted that too. But, you know, because of the, the structure of, of, of the groups, politics. you know, the politics of stuff, it was always like, oh, you can't be down with them. But I was influenced right. by what they were doing. You know what I mean? That, that's where a lot of my, my style kind of came from. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'd be lying if I said, you know, that Tyke and all these guys, you know, that didn't, didn't influence me over the years, you know what I mean? I'm, and I'm grateful that, you know, I did become part of uh, that, that institution. And one thing that I take pride in too, just to jump off for a second is, Please. I was the dude that had no talent. I got into this shit for the fighting and the, the excitement of it all and stealing and shit. Like, right. really, seriously, when everybody started getting colorful and it wasn't yeah, yeah, about yeah. Uh, bright silver on fucking telephone poles anymore, I was like, didn't really have a place. Did you try to paint? I did, you know, very few times. Yeah. I did one train, and uh-huh. I had a little wall in my backyard where I'd go and paint ugly shit and buff it before people would come over. Uh-huh. See, but he says he's not talented, but see, I don't, I don't believe that because there's, you know, he had, there, there's a different kind of talent, like from the marketing. You know, he yeah. was like a precursor to, you know, like I remember when you had Gorilla One. You know, that's an art piece in yeah, itself. You know, sure. like where we would do these early interviews, and he would go across the board, and you know what I mean. So to me, it was the relationships. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was always there and lucky enough to put people in the room that would not ever otherwise be there because I was trying to look forward and, and like kind of be a visionary. You know what I mean? It's like like that experience with him. It happened a lot where right. people would look and be like, how the fuck did this happen here? You know, right. like Shepard and Mir. When Mir was dissing Shepard, I pulled and, them and, two and together you know, at zero you know, one you know what's funny about the Mir and Shepard thing? Because I used to diss Shepard too, right? And I did it because Mir was kind of my, my, my elder Mir had gave me my <laughs> show, right? And, and Mir and Chaz had gave me my first show. And Where? At zero one. Okay, so that's the gallery that I took Shepard and made him walk in and make up with Mir. Well, because I was, was there. I, I used to walk yeah. barefoot down La Brea yeah. with a slab of purple paint. I was the one buffing his ass out. Well, oh. <laughs> Too bad that but, didn't make the but, book. No, but I but I love I love I loved I love Shepard, right? But it was like for me it was a territorial thing. Who's this motherfucker coming, coming on in, over we here? Pacing this shit. We pacing next to our billboards, we doing this shit, doing that. And he was very good, you know what I mean? But it, it was just, and I remember Mira was definitely upset. Right. And so I took it upon myself, right? To jump to, in. To, to jump in. 
and and here I am dissing somebody I actually respect. You know what I mean? And it was just funny. Yeah, but, but that's, if, that's it was how it the, all works. Yeah, that's how it worked. And it was at the zero one. And but that's where I brought I me and Casey. Okay. You were there. I was there. Sabre was there. You were there. Tyke was in the show. Fate was there. Oh, yeah, we yeah, were that, all there. That, that, that was night contem- setting con- up con- contemporary corruption. corruption. Right. And me and Casey, he met us at the office and we drove over there. Ron English, I think, was even there. Ron English. And I said, you guys are going to talk. No, mm. There's no fighting. And Mir was really mad. I'm like, this is the future of where, this is where right. we're going. Right. This dude sees our future. Right. This shit's not going to be grimy and dirty forever. And, it, and you know, and, and it the, worked. And, and then, then and we the ended up doing she, the anti-George Bush rally together. Correct. With, with, uh, uh, with Robbie, Robbie Canal. Canal. Check it out, y'all. Help me welcome LinkedIn to the show as our newest sponsor. I couldn't be more excited about this one. I don't know if you know what I do for a living. I'm not only the humble host of your favorite podcast, I also run a lifestyle marketing agency. We create events and experiential activations and content to help brands make investments in music, art, and other areas of culture. And this year, we also started offering recruiting services to help companies hire amazing people from within the network we've built over the years. In other words, I have to hire a lot of people. And it's no exaggeration to say I just I couldn't do that without LinkedIn. That's the truth. I use it every day to network, to keep in touch with people, to search for candidates, to do research. It's pretty much always open on my computer. LinkedIn is a better way to find great talent than the job boards or the other job sites. I mean, think about it. Millions of people are already using LinkedIn for networking. Most of those people aren't checking job boards, but they're on LinkedIn. So if you post your job there, people are way more likely to see it and to pay attention. 22 million people view and apply to jobs on LinkedIn every week. And their system considers the skills, experiences, location, and more to match and promote your job to potential candidates. If you're not using LinkedIn for your hiring needs, you're missing out. So if you need to hire people for your company, I'm going to hook you up. Go to LinkedIn.com slash rebel and get a $50 credit toward your first job post. That's LinkedIn dot com slash rebel for a fifty dollar credit today terms and conditions apply and and see the thing with 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 shepherd you know i think shepherd definitely gets full credit as being a graffiti writer a lot of people that come in from sure. the street art or whatever you want to call it i don't think that they could get that full title but he definitely has earned it but he's always been a supporter of our movement as well and helped us out you know with with different people you know when we've gotten locked up or whatever yeah, he's always yeah he's always been supportive of of helping us kind of get yeah, through he was our, one of the first mainstream dudes that actually gave us bread when we needed it to support the someone. situations we were going through because we weren't able to turn it into yeah, bread yeah. yet right like that. correct so when correct. i took the gk thing he's like i'll donate all proceeds right and we no, were like Shepherd's been wow great. For sure. You so, know? you know, it's something that's always fascinated me about graffiti, and it's the competitive nature of that. Right? Okay. Because I think that's unique in art. If you look back at art history over the years, there's not a lot of that, right? Um, there's individual rivalries. I, you know, I don't, well, I, I think yes and no. I think you're right. But, you know, there no, was I could all be the, wrong. Well, no. Well, you know, like, 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 like the early photography when people were doing photography, I think that was competition with what sure. was it with the was it the impressionist or, or the or the photorealism painters at the time. Photography came in, kind of took over. I think because I, I was always trying to wonder where where this video art and all mm. this other stuff came over. You know, like there was a time that no one cared about painting. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's like oh, photography or video or or all this stuff, and so I think there's always kind of been that. It just it just goes through its different variations of stuff. It's yeah. like it's like the guys that wanted to be in 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 the salon or or, or in uh, in in Paris, right? Right, and there were all these like right, supposedly right, right. the degenerate artists. You know, yeah. they had to throw their own show. You know, and then the impressionist painters are now like you know some of the illest ones. But you cool. know, Manet and them couldn't get in there. Right. You know, and yeah. so I, I think I think I think it definitely happens. You know, the graffiti one's definitely a little different, right? Because the competition, the, the, the reason the competition I think is different is because of the illegal nature of it. Yeah. You know, let's go climb this building. Who could do the illest shit? Who right. could go climb this, this bridge? Who could do this? Who could do that? 
And that, that competitive nature is definitely unparalleled in, in any art form, I sure. think, you know, that sure. I've, I've seen ever. And, and, um, and, you know, you take that pretty far. But I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I no, just, no, that's I just, okay. I, I, I mean, I, 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 no, I think you're right. I think in some respects, there's always competition. Right. Right, because first of all, there's limited space at the top of any game, right? Right, right. So there's that. It's, but, but it is different in the sense of, like, Monet and Manet weren't like painting over each other's shit or crossing each other's right. art out or like. But then, but then you do have. I remember tripping on what's his name, uh, Tony Shafrazi, uh -huh. right? For supposedly going over the Guernica. Is that right? Yeah, in, at the where was it at the at the at the at the MoMA. Okay. Right. But then I ran into one of Picasso's daughters or great-granddaughters. And she was like, no, we weren't even really tripping about that because he kind of did it in like a removable spray yeah. paint. Ooh. I'm over here sweating this fool for like... Tripping. And they're like... <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're no like it was like a political statement. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, I don't think people have done have done that, but there's been some pretty wild artists in... in, in Absolutely. The, you know, Absolutely. for sure. I mean, I think, you know, creative people... Wasn't wasn't there that that rivalry between was it, you know I don't know maybe I could be wrong but there was like I I, I remember reading somewhere with like Bernini and and, and Michelangelo is that right at the at the Vatican yeah I'm sure there's shit that we don't know about yeah, because sure. it was different right. it wasn't like you're gonna go on sunset from fucking Western <laughs> to fucking UCLA up. and then so and so and so is gonna see who got up the most right. there wasn't a Levitz battle because the, right. the traditional forms yeah. were different than what we went through exactly but I'm sure like a lot of behind I'm the sure they beefed over they beefed over girls like we beef over girls of or course. you right. know I'm sure there was there was competitions but so I guess my question does that how did how do you think that affects the art uh how, well, you know, the, the level of competition now, like, okay, there was a time, right, like, like let's just say, because I can only speak from the graffiti sure. point of yeah, view, yeah, yeah. right? Um, fine art is kind of newer for me, you know, but I, you know, I did get, I think my first show was 1997 over at Contemporary Corruption. Mm. Now, you know, I know that there was that time where we as traditional graffiti writers felt that we were getting the rug pulled from underneath us, you know, with this whole wave of street art. And I know that that created a lot of tension between a lot of the, 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 the guys that have been putting in work over the years. And all of a sudden, when it seems that we're going to get, you know, the accolades and can we transfer our 20 years of, of credit or of experience into the fine art world, it was like, no, it was like almost Still like we had to start, on. we had to start over. Right. And on. then it right. felt like, you know, the people that had just started and could do an easily recognizable image, because we were obviously more of the, of the, the type of the secret society, the, 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 you know, it's, it's only for our immediate, you know, realm that Buy understands. Us for us type mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and we left a lot of people out and we were kinda like bullies. Yeah. You know. Still are. It still still can be. <laughs> and so I don't still can be. Yeah. I don't know if I still are. Some of us are. Some of us are. <laughs> but but so but You're talking then, about your talent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good but, with that one. But yeah. then but then pretty you have then you have and then it, it's understandable how we also get the rug pulled from underneath us, yeah. right? Because here we are, right? How did we get into this business, right? Because we were bullied as well, probably from the hierarchy, and we wanted to get in. We sure. wanted to be, but we had to go through the levels of it, right? Now, it, it, it was weird because I would think about this. It, it only made sense. Uh, it's hard to say that, but it only made sense that they felt so left out because we wouldn't let them in that right. they created their own little world their own yeah. world that was a little bit because we had already went through all the bullshit people were yeah, more building on top of that they built on top That's of right. it they created images that people understood 
you know, whether yeah, was, some people blame Shepard and the infused, you know, when Shepard came and then brainwash came shortly thereafter, and then all, all of a sudden it was okay to kind of add water and do some wheat paste. Right, but make, but Shepard, but see, but that's but, why I think it's it's wrong to say Shep because because I'm I, not blaming. No, him. no, 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 no. I I totally understand what you're saying. I'm just saying from where people. That's where he stands apart because he put in a lot of fucking oh, yeah, work. Yeah. But I think you're saying something. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step okay. out a second. You're saying something really profound. Whether you intended to or not, right? I did intend. Which is <laughs> <laughs> everything's intentional. Yeah. When it which is be. like that's the nature of exclusion. Right. Right. We right. can talk about hip hop. We can talk about right any cultural movements. Right? right. That that when you exclude people, you force them to figure out a better way. Right. To do it their own on their own. Right. 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 And because you can't work your way up through the establishment. Right. So. And, and so what you end up doing is building on top of whatever the establishment has created, but creating your own separate thing. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's how these movements happen. And, and, I, and I guess it's really, you know, when you said that right now, I was thinking, well, shit, that's how we came about. Right. right? Because exactly. we wanted to be part of something, you know, it just so happened that our, our institution was illegal and we were pushed down, pushed down. So right. we created this subculture. So we tend to do the same thing how we've been treated we kind of sure. you know we're like fuck it like you guys can't get close to our shit either yes. and so we end up doing the same thing that has been done to us yeah, over, over the years hey, if you're enjoying this one uh let's go back in the rebel radio archives check out my interview with roger gassman he's the curator of the beyond the street show that i mentioned um he's the editor producer of of many many great art books and he's one of the people most responsible for bringing graffiti to the masses we had a fun talk a couple years ago and i think you'll enjoy that one too so since we since i got involved in all this i've always said i think evolution is key yes and early on we had struggles with gorilla one with should we put certain artists on the site or should we not put or certain artists on the site right because of their credibility in the streets because yeah. we're out there fighting and getting on yeah. out on the freeway in the middle of the night and then all of a sudden there's dudes who are painting pretty pictures in their built in their apartments and you know we're like we we see the evolution coming but are we going to be the ones to kind of let you let you in the door right? right and david chose a prime example of that we fought over it and then we finally decided it was it was worth it and then now look at where he took his art form and his version of what he was doing right obviously an illegal graffiti artist some would argue and, yes and, some would argue and, no. and you know it's funny with dave because <laughs> i've had my issue obviously we've been friends over the years and then i don't know somehow every, everyone hits different limits right and then i started talking shit about him obviously <laughs> i love the dude right right but i have my my reasons yeah no doubt for it but you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it's one of those things, you know, and I was talking to Roger Gassman about, about, you know, uh, he was, we were doing an interview and we were doing something for Instagram or what, what my Instagram stuff is about, you know, and I've talked shit about people that obviously I respect when it comes to like cause or JR or Jose, you know what I mean? And, and then there's, you, it's just stupid, you know what I mean? Cause obviously I respect these people, right? And I'm gonna run into them, right? And, you know, and I, and I sometimes wonder what, what the reasoning is. You know, some people are like, Mo, you're just kind of this graffiti, you're, you just want to battle and you want to remember this, this whole shit. The essence. But, but the essence, but then it's like, we're kind of a little too old for that. But right? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I think it is. And we don't know each okay. other, so I don't okay. want to speak for you. Tell me. But, but I think that there's this inherent battle mm -hmm. with any type of art mm -hmm. right in terms of like what what lines are okay to cross and what aren't mm -hmm. right and and you um you know every artist you talk about inspiration mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and i think you have to be <laughs> in some ways deliberate about what you allow to influence you right? and what you don't. And, and so the work of allowing, of getting inspired is as much about keeping certain things out. Right. Because otherwise it leads you down a path that may not be what you're trying to create. Yeah. It, hmm. So I think, and then you add to that the complexity of these labels that we give, graffiti, right. street art, you know, what's, 
punk rock and what's not, what's, right. what's hip hop and what, you know, for years, well, yeah, so. we used to argue and debate over what was R&B versus hip hop, you right. know what I mean? Well, see, I went through a phase too, you know, obviously I love hip hop, right? And I went through a phase where I started getting angry. I felt like I was getting courted more by the music industry and whatnot. And then I was like, wait a minute, but I listen to like rock and roll. Yeah. I listen to mm-hmm. house music. Mm-hmm. I listen to all this stuff. So does that make me, you know, there was a time where hip hop then supposedly there was a new element, which was skateboarding, right? right? Which I didn't know skateboarding was a part of hip hop. Right. You know, I was a skateboarder. I wasn't that good. But it wasn't until it was. Right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so then my, my whole thing was. I got a little angry, right? And I can say this now. I got a little angry with the hip hop movement for a minute because it felt like, okay, the, the break dancers became the choreographers. Right. The beat makers, you know, became the, D, uh, the DJ became the beat maker. The rapper was the MC. And then the graffiti writer, where the fuck do we stay? Right. You know, we're still fucking right. illegal. We don't get the job to fucking, and then, they, then the only thing that it seemed like we could transfer into properly was clothing, mm-hmm. right? So we'd go up to sure. Magic, but then you'd see a lot of the hip hop artists or whatever create their own fucking brands, yeah. right? And then right. it's like, okay, fuck and you rob guys. the writers, right? And, and then so so we as the graffiti writers didn't didn't transfer over, you yeah. know? I think Echo, you know, he, Mark Echo did. I think Fat Farm might have hired a couple of people, but it just seemed anything that we had like the way to get in financially to, to, to kind of clean up our, to clean up our, you know, not launder our money, but just to, to, know to, to you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? To, to get into. That's a good point Careers. though. I never thought about it like that. I, I, I used to. I never looked at That's it really like interesting. That. And, and it because used to we, bother me. They all draw from what, what's going on here, but right. then don't turn around and give it back and Correct. create a place for it. So, so I got really upset with, with, with that. Then I started getting mad at the music industry and then they were getting jacked. Right. Yeah. Then it's like, well, why the fuck are you guys calling us now? Right. You know, now that we've figured out some shit. Yeah. Now you guys are coming our way. Yeah. And so, but, but, but it took me down a wrong path, like you said earlier, right? It, I forgot that the music industry or rappers or, or musicians, right? I forgot that I grew up with Shaq Khan's son. I forgot that I went to school, you know, at Nat King Cole's house. And I yeah. was like, wait a minute, how the fuck is it that I don't like music, bro? Like, I'm tripping. You know, I love music, right. you know, but I love all forms of it, right? And then I, it, it, was, it, was, it was a wake-up call that I was over here venting out where people, all they wanted to do was work with you. You know, Swiss right. would come over and, yeah. and make paintings, you know. Usher's been one of my oldest collectors from, from early on, you know, from the zero one. Nice. And so, you know, yeah, I did the thing for Justin Bieber. I've, I've said no to a lot of things, too. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, I was actually kind of fucking up because all people wanted to do was share work. And that's something that I re- respect in the music industry, how well, that you don't get a lot of that in, in, in the art business or in the graffiti business. In, you know what I mean? Where. You know, when you when you see people making music, they're always kind of working together. There's sure. this musical chairs kind of going on. I produce something for you. I'll paint a can, right. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And you kind of help uplift people. Yeah. And you definitely don't have that, or at least I don't see it as much in, in the art world. In, in the art world, and maybe it's my own fault because I, I think I'm trying to give back to other people. I like supporting other artists. I like buying their work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I used to pride myself on paying full price. I didn't, even if I knew them, I wouldn't go around the gallery. You know, I mm-hmm. still respected mm-hmm. that. So, but but I, that that part I, I do like that that they have, yeah. and and I have to learn how to emulate certain things better. You know, and that's why I'm grateful to Eddie, to yourself, to this gentleman here, where I sometimes get closed off. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't got time for that. I don't got time to really tell the story here. Sure. You know, but, but, this, but this in itself feels like a great collaboration. Hey, how do you maybe reveal a couple of things that can inspire the next young yeah. generation or Absolutely. older generation? Absolutely. Thinking about music and, and art. You know, Z-Trip used to do it with yeah. Future Primitive. That's right. right. Have dudes banging on the, on the stage. And I remember the Rhyme Syndicate going to Water the Bush, and you mm-hmm. got Doze coming out from New York and fucking mm-hmm. painting live at, at Water the Bush on Sunset. It used to be a lot more, a lot more cohesive and togetherness when it came to that. And I yeah. know Mo has some big artists asking him to come do some things. Of course. That, you know, some collaborations on, you know, musically and on stage, which we can't really talk about. But that's a good point. You know, I think... 
now it's all coming back around because everything's cyclical. Yeah, you know, it was like it was like you know, it, it was interesting because I, I I had there was a time I prided myself on turning down people. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, because I was like, fuck it, I've worked hard to fucking do my own shit. I don't I didn't understand why. When I needed a job, ain't nobody was hooking me up, right. you know? So I'm like, yeah, now I, I got my it. own shit going on, my own little world here. I mean, and, it's validation, right? Right, and, it, then, it, and then, you know, people were knocking me for doing Justin Bieber, right? And I was like, you know what? But that was when I came to the realization that I was tripping, you know what I mean? When, when I was tripping on everybody, right. like, you know, I, I don't want to get into all the names, but <laughs> all the people I said no to, yeah. right? You know, stuff I'd listened to, shit that I, you know, boom, like got put on the hood and all kind of shit. And I would say, no, 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 no. You know, MTV, I was supposed to do the MTV Awards after cause, right? right? And I turned them down. Right. I was going to get a VMA and all kind of shit. <laughs> well, we're not turning that down again. MTV, if you're ready, give us a call. So, but but, 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 but what tough. I learned was, you know, people were knocking Justin, and I was like, you know what? This kid's got his shit figured out, right? Okay, um, you know, and I've already turned down everybody else. Obviously, this seems like a, it seems very strange for people like he turned down all these like hip hop yeah, yeah, yeah. and gangster music and then but he's now doing this. I learned a valuable lesson, I mm. think in that because I was like, you know what, if I continue to behave in this manner, people are just going to be like he's just too difficult to work with. Right. You know what I mean? And here is somebody we just want to give you an opportunity, share some stuff. And then if you could if you could I think I had did one album cover before that I did Bush's album cover oh, with, cool. with Gavin Rosdale. Yeah. You know when when he they were together with Gwen they had you know purchased a bunch of paintings and stuff like that. Gavin would come down here with the kids and they would paint and stuff. So he put me onto one of the the, the Bush albums, you know. And so, you know, and and you know and I knew that um you know, every every so many years, you could you could do another artist and whatnot. So yeah. you know, here was another gentleman that 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 had some you know, had some clout and wanted wanted me to you know do their do their style or do their look. Yeah. You know why why am I going to continue to go down this path of like okay I'm too good for you or I don't need to be right. around you guys and in in retrospect it, it's actually something that's beneficial for me as well. Where does that introspection come from? Like, what do you do? Because you're talking about this internal dialogue, right. right? Where you're like, okay, it's time to grow up, or it's time to <laughs> let these things go and move on, right? right? So that's like a, that's a skill, right? To be able to talk to yourself, right, and talk yourself out of it. it just you know, some, like to, to learn from from your experiences. It's it just at some point, it's it, there's there's you realize that you're being stupid you know you're 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 not you're not you're not engaging in the full cycle of of the rotation of whether it's the money flow rotation of the creative flow yeah you know you're you're not participating you're you're instead you're internalizing oh you're 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 remembering the 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 lean years right and and you're taking it out on 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 these other years that You know, people just want to grow. They need creative inspiration. They, you know, they want to give it back, and yeah. and and so it just started to. So, are you conscious of that, like needing to evolve, or does it happen? Do you do you realize it after the fact? I, I've realized it after the fact. You know, I've I've let you know some of the you know some of the addictions kind of get in the way, where 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 you just get nasty, and, yeah. and you just get. You know, and, and for no 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 real reason, you know, you're holding on to these grudges that, sure. you know, are detrimental to all relationships. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I think I think the idea to grow is is always very important. You know, and you can stay stagnant. Correct. And if people are looking out or or trying to get involved with you from another creative outlet, is because they don't want to be stagnant either, right? right? They they want something yeah, fresh, yeah. something new. So. Who are you to kind of deprive something of that? Because in, in the end, the only person who's going to lose is going to be yourself. You know. What was um, I want to talk about how we got to this point? So, right. and you mentioned the lean years. Was there a br- a big break when everything changed for you? Uh, I think there's always been 
breaks over the years for sure. There's always like an opportunity that comes up that's one of those boom that just elevates you a little bit more, right? Um, Can some, you think of one that like changed the game? You know, one of the early ones, you know, you know, we were talking about this earlier and I know there's other ones prior to that, but I'll bring it up now. Like Scion was, mm -hmm. a, was an early supporter of, 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 of graffiti, of our art, you know, creating a gallery, you know, they would support other art shows and whatnot, yeah. you know. Um, and then you had, you know, you had, um, let me see. Around that time, Supra was starting to pop too. So Supra, you know. Doing their thing. Uh -huh. And then I, what, what I decided to do, there was a moment, right? There, there was a time I used to think money was bad, right? And I had this, a friend of mine, artist from the crew, Reyes, right, out of San Francisco. Or he was from here, but he moved up there. And he was like, you know, Marcus, he was like, you got to look at money as, as a tool. He was like, you're looking at, you're, like money's bad because you don't have it or That's whatever. Right. Yeah. But, but there's great things you could do with money. And once he said that simple term, mm. I was like, oh shit, you could do good things with money. Huh. I don't know. I was <laughs> like, so, something never told me that that was possible. That's huge. And then once he said that, I was like, damn, I started thinking about all the cool shit you could do. You yeah. know, helping other people or buying other artwork or you know, creating more stuff. That was a big revelation. Then I was like, you know, um, someone else was like, okay, you know, if you want to save money, da 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 da. Out of all the little money you make, save at least 20, 20 some percent, this, that, right? And the first thing was trying to make 10 grand, you know? Then right. after that, you want to see if you can get 100. Then you want to see whatever, you know? Sure. But I remember I was like, okay, for like a year or two, I'll take any fucking job I can get, whether it's this clothing company, whether it's that upper playground was supporting us, yeah. Tribal was doing some stuff for us, you know, Con Art, was, we were doing a couple things, you know, so it was all these things. I remember we were even peddling, but David Cho had us peddling, uh, me and Sabre, Sparks energy drink you remember that's right i mean i could be said i'm guilty of having everybody pedal some shit too so i'm gonna stay away from that uh, one. but i was like okay for a year i'm gonna just save up take everything and then like that i could basically say straight yeah. don't want to do this don't want to do that don't want to do this and then i got great opportunities you know um you know, I know Aaron, you know, one of the great opportunity, you know, when, I guess, let me backtrack a little bit, you know, when, when the street art, you know, I, I kind of came to this realization that I needed to do some different kind of artwork in order to compete necessarily with the, the involvement of where the arts from, from the graffiti or from the street art, where that transition was going. Yep. And I was painting over these posters, right? Um, you know, so then working with El Mac, you know, where El Mac was was kind of uh, doing the doing the, the the figurative work, and then I would do the work around it, where some people said it was decorative or whatever. You know, that that was a stage in my life that allowed me to kind of move away from from the traditional graffiti and get into this more muralism stuff. Right, mm -hmm. I never considered myself street artist, but. I was like, I could kind of transition into that, into that realm. Now, um, you know, some of the other highlights then come, you know, we did the justice mural with Aaron Rose and what was that gentleman's name? Uh, Yossi, Yossi? Yossi Surgeon. Yeah. Yossi. Yeah. So, so then, you know, Yossi. we did the big, Sorry. we did the big justice mural. Then yeah, yeah. Mar Marcia, who was just here, you know, with Amber, um, Amber had gave me a, a little show at this place called four by four by, by the Grove. And then I guess an artist had pulled out a Marcia show, and I really wanted to show with Marcia, who was just here. You know, Marcia had shown Os Gemios, Barry McGee, and mm -hmm. Shepard, and this and that, and Swoon, and you name it, right? Mm -hmm. and, and for an artist like myself, I was like, man, if I could ever be in her gallery, that would be dope, you sure. know? And, you know, you go through those hierarchy levels, are you good enough? And I get a phone call, and they're like, hey, Marcus, do you want to come do this show? One of the artists pulled out, and and um, and um, one of the artists pulled out. You're one of the only people that are in town that could probably knock this out pretty rapidly. And so she gave me the show, and I remember that was a big deal for me. That that's now maybe how many years later? Is I don't I don't know. It's it's, it's in the last ten years, right? And you know, and and I wanted to 
she was like, you know, Retina, you need to get back to your hardcore, to your roots, to, to this and that. You're doing way too many collaborations. You're kind of, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You need to get back to worrying about you because you're yeah. just too focused on trying to help and help and do all this shit, but you're kind of falling, falling back, you know? And from there, you know, Jeffrey Deitch came in, you know, and bought one of my pieces. And then, you know, she was like, you're gonna be in the museum. And sure enough, I ended up in MoCA. And then I went on this whirlwind of, you know, uh, that, that, that was a whole nother stage, you know, sure. then I did Louis Vuitton, sure. that was another big thing, you know. Um, and, um, and then I was selling works, you know, you know, I, I had, a, had a couple big art dealers, you know, for good or for, how, how's the term go? For bad better or for, or for worse? worse? For better or for, for worse. worse. It worked, but it, it was very, it was very, um, it, it came with a lot of punches and, and you know, they, yeah, they definitely yeah, yeah. beat me up in order to get to where I'm at, yeah. you know? And it's funny because I remember David Cho calling me one time and I was taking a shit. And I was like, what's this nigga calling me for? And he was like, yo, Redna, do you know what you're about to get involved in? And I was like, yeah, I kind of do. And at that moment, I was like, I needed to advance my career. He was like, those guys that you're about to set yourself up with, they're sharks. He was like, do you need some help? And Cho wasn't the type of person that would call me like every day, but he right. called, he knew what was going on. And he was like, do you need help? And I was like, nah, Cho, I think I got this one. And he was like, all right. He was like, just be careful because these fools about to run you through the ringer. He was like, they try to get me. And I said, fuck them. I was right. like, well, I need to advance my career. So I'm going to fucking... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go for it. And thank you. I'm, I'm aware that they're sharks, and yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just gonna do it. And he was right. So, so even just thinking about that and what we said earlier, you know, Dave, still love you. <laughs> and but, but it, it was, um, you know, that there's definitely been stages where the the advancement comes, you know, um, and sure. then there's also been a lot of mistakes as well. What my come, my my my, my my thing is I, I haven't been the best person to maintain a great relationship. Okay. So so I went through a period like I would just be mad at everybody trying to help me make money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it I'm happens. saying? It's yeah, like it happens. stupid though. Yeah, but see there's there's like we were having this conversation before you got here about something else. It's like there's something to there, well, there's the dangerous part of being hard to maintain relationships, right? Because you're like, I don't know if he's going to be nice to me today or I don't know if he's going to be mean to me today. But there's also something appealing about somebody that really doesn't want much to do with you or need anything from yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Because right. that's the people who people want to hire or they want to be around. That's if right. you're too eager or too excited or trying too hard to maintain a relationship, a lot of times people won't fuck with you because it seems just a little bit slippery, right? Right. Especially Marcus for is artists. very good. Yeah, but I think Marcus, especially for artists. Business guy walks in there and you're hard to deal with. Like they, they don't it's have not time for you. Yeah, but Marcus is the artist is expected line. to be aloof, to be a know, little bit. Yeah. But but there's also but there's a there's a line. But but see now I think there's also I think that worked in the past maybe because <laughs> I've been told, or at least I tend to believe, right? Because we have a lot of artist friends that are that can be difficult, me me included, right? But then there's artists that are easy to deal with, right? And some people could be like, we like their work or we don't. Some, some artists are more sophisticated, but yet they're very difficult to work with and they get passed up on, yeah. on great opportunities. Yeah, and, yeah. and now major corporations or, or stuff like that, you know, there's this image to maintain because I think a lot of it you could hide back in the day because social media wasn't kind of revealing Absolutely. everything so Absolutely. quickly, you know? Yeah. And so now I think just for everybody's image, it's a lot easier if everybody, you know what I mean? Nobody wants to perpetuate negativity anymore. Right. Everybody wants to, you know, kind of be happy at the end well, of the spiritually day. spiritually, we're evolving. Yeah. <laughs> Are there... Um... <laughs> I was just thinking about your haircut. Do a little yoga. <laughs> Do a little yoga. There have to have been times along the way where you uh, thought about giving up. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Um, yeah. I was just telling Eddie, I had a friend last night, he was talking the same thing. And I was telling him, you know, in the recent years, right, in the last two years or so, it's been happening more, you know what I mean? More often than not, I've been thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just because, you know, I'm dealing with, you know, certain 
uh, the, you know, things with the law or, or certain things with my artwork where, where the business side of it becomes so ugly yeah. to the point where you're just like, man, this, is, this isn't really what I want to, this ain't what I want to participate in. You lose the, the love for the arts, sure. you know what I mean? Because you sure. start dealing with all the, all the, just all the, ugh, The minutia. Know. So what do you do to break through that? I think you just surround yourself with more creative people. You know what I mean? I love creating creative projects. You know, I, I love being uh, with, with friends that, you know, I love creating these projects, you know, where, um, where, I love creating these, these, these projects where um, I, I, I do support my friends. Right. So I do these little billboard campaigns, right, that didn't necessarily start off to promote anything in general. Right. It was just like, I'm not climbing up on a fucking billboard anymore. You know, and I don't give a fuck if anyone says that I'm not fucking real yeah. or all this bullshit. You'll, I'm like, you'll climb right. on a freeway, but not the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. know. I don't know. That's somebody else we do. That's yeah, somebody else. <laughs> What's no, your name? But, no, no. But, there are there are people out there that but, just but, forge but, work. But I know, I know, I know. People were saying, "Oh, Moses, sell out Moses." I was like, "I don't give a fuck, bro. Ain't nobody ever bought fucking fifty billboards." You right. know what I mean? I'm like, that's some new shit. So when I was doing it, I had to figure out how can I, if, you know, with with the the graffiti element was always how do you create the new trend and how do you be the first one to do it, right? So I was like, I know for a fact no one had bought out 50 billboards. It wasn't another corporation funding me. Nobody yeah. was giving it to me. Yeah. So I was like, that's something new. That's something different. And I'm going to fucking do it. And I don't care what anyone says. And I'm not going to put my name on it. But everyone's going to know who it is, who it is, or at least they should. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. those were fun because then I'm putting up friends on billboards. I'm putting up other photographers work up there. And then I remember a funny story. Uh, Lionsgate had called uh, uh, CBS Outdoor when it was CBS Outdoor before Outfront Media, mm -hmm. and they called uh, this uh, uh, Keith Burks was my was my sales rep over there. Um, he passed away, but and he was like, you know, Redna Lionsgate called us, and then they were like um, asking about you know these billboards and if there was a new movie coming out that they didn't know no about. Way. <laughs> he was like, man, That's he was like, I told him it was just you fucking around, bro. <laughs> and he no movie. And I just thought it was so funny. For me, it became that competitive spirit. Sure. Like, you know, is Aldo going to get the billboard or is Beverly Center or is Mac going to get it, you but, know? But we're and so, 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 so for me, I lost the competitive spirit, right? Yeah. And we're going back to that, the, yeah, the that competitive question. spirit in, in graffiti. Yeah. So I started finding it, believe it or not, on these billboards competing with these other corporations like i right. remember when i lost the billboard to rolex on on wilshire and fairfax i was heated because i was talking to my boy jason cohen from nike and he was like yo redna you need to have a perm i was like what's a perm i was like i thought my hair was already <laughs> and he was like no a perm is a billboard that you have permanently right and i was like oh damn that's a good idea i was like well which i was like okay out of all the billboards because i was kind of winding down and maybe you guys should start a billboard company you know well <laughs> We're, we're trying to stay focused here. Right. Thank you. But see, the agency will consider that once we get up and going, okay? So I, I, I was like, I'll take the one off Fairfax and, and, and Wilshire. I've yeah. been fucking with it for a minute, and it came up that it was going to be free for like a year or two. I waited just a little bit too long. Rolex came in and just and locked it. that thing down, yeah. and I was heated. Thinking about inspiration, um, who are the young artists that, you're checking for now that inspiring oh the young let me see when, when you say young what what do you what do you uh, I, there's no age limit but but we talked about a lot of the guys right coming like, up your contemporaries well and the, well and okay like you, you know but, like i love cleon's work I, he uh -huh. might be a little bit older than me but you know like i love revoke you know i collect some of his pieces but yeah you know when it comes to the art art world i'm still probably considered young so that's <laughs> so so let's say you know like uh greg bohorquez uh -huh. you know esteban sure. you know i know joseph rodriguez is a lot older you know um chaz was always an influence you know um 
you know, we have, you know, El Mac and, you know, Cho and, you know, but I love some of the heavy hitters too, you know, I've, I've collected, I love Tom Sachs. Tom Sachs is bananas, bro. Is he, that right? Yeah, he's fresh. Uh, Tom, Tom is one of those artists that I remember going to see his show with one of my agents in New York. And I just had a smile on my face the whole time I was in nice. his exhibit. I felt like a little kid. That's amazing. And that just felt dope. So I love his work. I've been fortunate enough to pick up some of his pieces. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of young, talented people. The, the person that I see that, that really is really good at picking out young talent, right? And... and this is just from what I know. I see that in Marcia Goldberg, right, sure. with New Image Art. Yep. You know, I see that with her son Augie. I see it with, um, you know, they uh, they do. Um, you know, I see it with the luggage store uh, out in out in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And you know, the, where where they, they they're able to to be in tune with the young arts, you yeah. know, and, and they've made, yeah, they've, yeah. They've, they've helped a lot of careers o over the years, for sure. Nice. You know, um, and, you know, but there's a lot, you know, now, now with street art, right? See, you know, like, you know, and then Upper Playground as well, mm -hmm. Matt Ravelli, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's been able to find some people, yeah. you know, um, and so, but now the street art is evolving in such a way where it's like these beautiful fucking murals, bro. Definitely. Like, like it's definitely, yeah, now yeah. it's like a new face. Sure. And they're doing some amazing stuff. You yeah. know, there's artists in Colombia. I've seen this young lady. I forget her name right now. Um, you know, Ares is fucking bananas. You know, I love mm -hmm. his work. And, mm -hmm. But there, there, there are some great, there's some great artists out there all over the world. You know? Definitely. Okay, I got to get to a little uh, lightning round before we wrap up. Okay, what kind of round? Quick uh, questions, just, quick Just answers. some quick questions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so tell me one decision that changed your life forever. Being a graffiti writer. Eddie, have I asked you that one? No. Tell us one decision that's changed your life forever. Having a baby. That's good. Yeah, I like that one. Okay. Fucking one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, complete this sentence. I don't have talent, I have blank. Soul. That's the first, you're the first one that said that. I love that. Thank you. That's great. Um, so if I worked for you, what's something I would hear you say over and over? Damn, nigga. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, would, I, would, I would think, uh, you know, you know, when I'm reminded, thank you for allowing me to remember you know why we do this and and uh thank you for the inspiration that you give me and and by you asking me that right now i remember that sometimes i need to say that more often to of the people that i work with yeah. you know i usually think it's inherent and people know that i'm grateful but you know you, you i i remember sure. it does feel good when people tell you hey you're doing a good job you're doing great and i have to remember to say that so thank you absolutely uh, who would you be most excited to learn as a fan of your work? Whew, that's a good question. Who would I... Who isn't a fan of his work? <laughs> I don't know. Um, huh. I don't know. All kind of things come to mind, but, you know, it'd be nice if the U.S. government treated me just a little bit. <laughs> just, okay. I know, I, that's a good answer. That's a good that's answer. A damn good one. That's a great answer. What's your favorite city to travel to? Uh, I like Mexico. Oh yeah, I love Mexico Mex City. I love Mexico City. Really? Sure. I've never been. Mexico. It's City. on my list. It's dope. I, I love just Mexico in general, yeah. man. It, it it gets a it, whatever people want to say it got a bad rap, but man, that place is beautiful. It's yeah. gorgeous. The people are great. It's it close. Is. So, Mexico for sure. Daddy, Louisville, Kentucky. I've never been there. Well, let's go. Yeah. That's home, that's what are we going to go that's, do there? Eat some bread? Race. Well, there's a couple, I've only been once. I love There's it, a couple though. festivals coming up. Oh, is that right? Music yeah. and stuff? Trying to get in the bourbon business, so maybe oh, we'll, we'll talk about that I later. I could drink a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could be the nose. Is that what they call me? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the last great book you read? The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, yeah. That's, that's good. 
Um, what movie have you seen the most in your life? What movie have I seen the most in my life? Ooh. Huh. I don't know. I would have to, I, I was, <clears throat> I was thinking, would it be like Goodfellas? Or? For me, I'd say Goodfellas. Uh, okay. Probably. Yeah. Scarface has been like, it kind of got left behind when the yeah. new ones came out. So yeah, probably Goodfellas. Yeah. Or Casino. Yeah, okay. or Casino. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? The Notebook. Two of the best. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. And the homie did The Notebook. Nick Cassavetes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Cassavetes sure. was one of my early collectors. Is that Rick, right? Yeah, amazing cat, too. Nice. I, I remember when me and Mac first met that dude. And he was like, he came over, boom, boom, boom. I didn't really know who he was. I, but I'd seen his movies, and he was like, oh, you ever heard about... Alpha Dog and The Notebook. And I don't know, I just blanked out. And he was like, look, bro, this is what we're gonna do. He was like, you're gonna come to my house. I'm gonna give you, he gave us some money. And he was like, and he just trusted us. He was like, we want you to do this mural in the crib. Gave me a stack of dough. Just put it in my pocket. That was Cash. It. Just, well. Okay. Hey, Alpha Dog's <laughs> the one that was I in Palm it. Springs, right? So, but he was like, and the funniest thing, he told me, he was like, you do know that I know where you live. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. He's fresh. So the notebook. Alpha Dog was the movie in, about Palm Springs, right? Yeah, where the kids. Yeah, which we have some association to that whole story in a weird way. But anyway, right. I get on a plane one time on my way to New York. And I sit down, and this dude's got a tag on his arm, and he's kind of cool. And I'm like, yo, you, what you know about graffiti? He's like, oh, what you know about retina? I'm like, oh, what do I know about retina? I'm like, here, and I'm texting with Mo as I'm sitting next to this guy oh, on the plane. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's that dude's right. a cool dude. I like him. That's yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick is OG for sure. Yeah, he ain't playing. I call him Hollywood Lock. You know? Yeah. Who's your favorite DJ? My favorite DJ at the moment? DJ Khaled for sure. Yeah. What about, what about DJ Coco? DJ Coco. Mm. Who's that? I, just, just look it up. Why am I? Is that you? Oh. <laughs> New girl I just discovered. Oh, supposedly okay. had a love interest with Drake. No, you, 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 oh, really? oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, please, I'm done. Wait. I don't know. I don't know about DJ Coco. Okay. So, so the other day I was kind of going through this depression mode, like yeah. kind of just feeling like shit. Da 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 da. And I get a call from my boy Josh. Uh, and then he's got Khaled on the phone. And he's like, yo, Khaled wants to talk to you on FaceTime. And Khaled's like, what's up, Red? And I'm like, I'm just chilling, bro. Like, he was like, he was like, you're the shit. And I'm like, nah, you know, I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. He's like, dude, you're tripping. You're fucking Red. You're the shit, you know? And I'm like, wait a minute. And he was like, bro. He was like, and then I, it, it was the most interesting thing because I was like, just so like second guessing who I was and just right. had one of those moments. And he goes, I got this new song for you. It's called Top Off. I was like, oh, I think I heard it, right? And I was like, he was like, no, nah, I don't think you have it. He was like, I want you to listen to it and buy it and you know, go get it. This is gonna be your new inspiration. And what I loved about it was just the moment when another artist inspires or reminds another artist, yeah. like, hey, you know what? You are fresh, bro. What, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Don't, don't even get into that whole train of thought that, that you know, be down on yourself because that's how you could end up out of here, right? You got sure. and, and yeah, it, was, yeah. it was one of those moments of upliftment. So obviously, yes, there's a lot of music people that I mean, I that's love, not, that's an amazing like. First of all, he's a great dude to have in your corner, right? Right. He doesn't second guess. No, and it was just dope. So, so when you it. asked me, that was like you know I had to say that. That's, because, that's dope. Yeah, that's a great answer for sure. Dope. Well, thank you for doing this, man. Thank this you. Is amazing. Thank you, Eddie. Always. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Yo, that was Rebel Radio with Retina, our Artwork Rebel series co-hosted by my man, Eddie Donaldson. Uh, let us know what you thought of that one. Leave us a review on iTunes. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Check out our YouTube page. You can get us on Instagram, anywhere you want. Rebel Radio Net. And uh, most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio.